0: The soul selects her own society. The soul selects her own society, then shuts the door to her divine majority present no more. Unmoved, she notes the chariots pausing at her low gate. Unmoved, an emperor be kneeling upon her mat. I've known her from an ample nation choose one, then close the valves of her attention like stone. Emily Dickinson.
1: I know I say this every time, but every time we, we hear a poem and read a poem, it's just delightful. And the wonderful voice was?
0: Jim McNeish, and I'm speaking to?
1: And Kirsty Mack, who is delighted to be here and listening into that. And I read that and I thought, oh, I love this poem. And then you just read it and I was like, oh, now I really love it.
0: <laughs> it's a oh, beautiful one, isn't really it? I really love it. Chariots. So, it's, it's like it speaks to those kind of Jane Austen type times when just, the that would arrive for the balls and stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, no, you don't get in." You know, I, I love all that. Yeah.
1: Just delicious. So, how are you, McNeish?
0: You know, I'm good. I've had a great week, um, great fortnight with um, uh, our new EA Peter arriving, who you've been introduced to. <laughs> oh, uh, good Irish guy, and we're gonna have a good time with him. And uh, we had, we lost central heating and hot water for four days. Jings. So I was getting washed at the sink, hot kettle uh, into the sink and uh, flannel.
1: So just to clarify, just for the image that I've got in my head, when you say you were getting washed at the sink, were you doing it yourself or?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do do not employ staff. No, I do not employ staff for that.
1: There's just Um, a visual that went in my head there.
0: Yeah, no, no. Uh there's no <laughs> okay. meeting the flannel. Right. Um right. so um doing all that. But it was good and we're back up and running again and it's good. But business has been amazing. We've got so many people joining the library now. I think we're getting close to about 150. Oh my god, that's a um, big I, it's just that's another sort of half again and um uh, so that's been great and just yeah, watching um a, a, a business get bigger. So As you know, we're going to have a strategy day soon with yours truly and start to think a little bit about next stuff. But I'm excited, Kirsty. It's good. But what about you? How's how's your week been?
1: I am good, apart from starting with root canal treatment. um, So that's beautiful. Um, Uh What a joyful experience that is. And isn't it weird that you, because the way in which we're brought up, we then thank the person for causing that much pain Mm -hmm. and then pay the person for causing so much pain. Um, so, yeah, apart from that, really cool. So I've been kind of incoherent more so than normally um, and also excited. Was it
0: painful? Was it really painful?
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Um, and so I've got another three sessions. I mean, because so that's great. You're going back to pay more money for some horrible, but wonderful lady, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, well, I remember it's been the, sore.
0: I do remember a betrayal of your kind a christmas meal out um my assistant john had had root canal surgery and said it's the most painful painful thing in the world and uh, i said john i don't think you can say that when you've got mums sat around the table i think it's unwise and then Kirsty, one of my cleaners spoke up and says well i'm a mum and i've had root canal surgery and root canal surgery was worse."
1: i believe Kirsty, and i would never argue with her um, oh
0: it's like so she about I uh, mean that's a betrayal though of the the, the family yeah. there because you guys always have that trump card but Kirsty actually just burned it up for you right there and there
1: Jeez, jeez. <laughs> well yeah I mean it was it's the aftermath um and I just you just yeah so um apart from that good because there's just been lovely weather as I look outside there's lovely weather and there's more crocuses and there's more daffodils and there's more snowdrops and that just makes your heart smile, right? All it's your lovely. cells go, oh, there, your cells in your body kind of just go to that appreciation of spring. You're like, Two days to right? March.
0: Two days to March. We're through the winter.
1: And, and our, yeah, and it is really interesting as well, isn't it, from uh, that's as a year in, just about. I, I think we're now starting to see, uh, there's more conversations I'm having. It's like, oh, a year ago? this yeah. or a year ago a year ago Billy was at the big Microsoft conference um, and yeah. here in Glasgow the Scottish summit now it's this weekend but it's on the it's it's on the online and um, yes. yeah and really starting to see the behavioral shifts and the economic shifts that are happening and how much of the behavioral shifts have been bedded in and, you know, you know, just an example for yourself with 150 in the library, that library didn't exist a year ago. That's right. um, and it's a different way of interacting with the material. So, yeah, it's, I'd seen a lot of that bedding in. Ah, um, lot of change. Yeah. Excited.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we've obviously been forward
0: and back.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been sort of in and amongst it. And we picked up some themes, and our theme today is...
0: Fragmentation.
1: Just a little thing.
0: Just a little thing. Just observing our tendency at the moment, it would seem, towards fragmentation. Mm. You know, like, back in the last kind of two or three years, watching um, the withdrawal from the Paris Accord by the US. Mm -hmm. Back in it again, thankfully, but, you know, then the threatened withdrawal from NATO. Um, We have Brexit. We have uh, the notions of Scottish independence, although I guess with the Scottish National Party turning in on itself as it is today. More uh, fragmentation. Yeah, more fragmentation within it. Mm -hmm. Catalonia, Basque, Europe. You know, in fact, I did a little check Mm -hmm. and uh, when I was kind of preparing for this and I was staggered, absolutely staggered by the amount of ethnic groups and kind of geographic regions who are all involved in active separatism in Europe alone. I saw some of the African things, I didn't go into all, but in Europe alone, the amount of groups who are trying to create more independent boundedness around their country is staggering. And so there's just this, this theme, it seems, of can we split up and get smaller and put firmer boundaries around the area that we live in, I, I, and and I'm amazed mm-hmm.
1: by it. It's just you know weirdly, I was thinking about my teeth and my and my um, canals. I like, I have to get more of my nerves because my canals are packed really tight. Yeah. And I was, but we're like it's it's packed tight because it's protecting the nerve. And is that is that why we're doing the boundaries? Is that why we're fragmenting? Are we protecting more in the fragmentation or do we get more protection from the wider geographical boundary?
0: I think that's certainly the mindset. I, I, I think people think, you know, I, I think we're trying to encase ourselves mm-hmm. in um, no longer being able to be affected. And I wonder if just COVID, being a global phenomena yeah. is actually going to exacerbate that mindset that says I need to protect myself from the outside world. And, and that's alarming because the only way we are going to f- do anything about the environment or wealth disparity or the social issues that we're facing will be as a planet. Mm. We need to do all that, you know, um, just listening to, you know, Professor Davy can through in Edinburgh, you know, she just makes such sense, and she's saying we need to be giving vaccines to some of these poorer nations; otherwise, they are just going to be petri dishes of variants. Yeah, you know, and so like it's like it's a it's a false selfishness to, to hog them and hold on to them because they're just a, a new variant will come in at some point when we try and open the border, and it's all go again to try and do it. So like let's we have to go for absolute zero approach, and it has to be a global effort. Mm. Or we're not going to fall on some of
1: these things. It feels like we've gone fragmentation community, fragmentation community. It felt like unity came through sort of, okay, so a year ago, it was like, okay, right, we are actually all in this together. Yeah. It feels like a little bit, and I think we've spoken about this already this year, that that there's more fragmentation coming through than clearly with Brexit and independence and all of that from a, a wider level. But in companies, I'm seeing a lot more, So we went from silo to unity to a little bit more silo coming through. Yeah. And is that representative of, because I think you're absolutely spot on, there is more fragmentation now.
0: I I do a dialogue session every month with the library members. I did it last Mm. night. And um, I asked them what they're noticing about people starting to anticipate coming back together again. And uh, there just is that sense of, it could be quite fragile. There could be a backlog of conversations that people need to have. And will the initial goodwill be enough to contain it? Or do we have to remain really quite mindful of uh, our emotions and our feelings as the restrictions kind of gently begin to uh, come off us? Do we have to actually be very careful about... um, trying to do too much too soon could it cause greater fragmentation could it actually cause us to bust apart
1: because being part of a community takes time right yeah and and so we have kind of weirdly fragmented because of the working environment if you're not in a frontline role and so being part coming back into being in the same space takes time identity doesn't take time you know if we if we work from a place of identity that's fragmentation isn't it? it you don't have to it doesn't take as much time so that it feels easier. Right.
0: I, I agree. And I am I, I think there's a, there's a, you know, if we talk about the levels of consciousness, there's an orange meme affecting this. Mm. There's a, a kind of almost scientific thing that seeks to break things down. Like that's the mindset of it. Like we need a turquoise coming together, whole system thinking, which is way up into second tier thinking, but there's a strong focus on science at the moment. there's a strong focus on commerciality and making sure the economy is going to be fine and all of that is absolutely essential but i wonder if it plunges us into that orange kind of uh scientific dismantling that goes on and we know what happens when you dismantle an organic system like a living system you kill it and and it it works really well with a car machine or it works really well with a pc electronics surely break it apart but I wonder if we're just starting to see that and, you know, starting to kind of affect it and, and you see it in medicine. Um, and yeah. those of us who have been kind of working with our parents through, like my dad had um, um, angina condition that when it was treated, it began to actually affect the, the, the um, blood vessels in his legs and mm-hmm. clog those up. And so when they then started to treat that, it then had an impact on his joints. And then and so it was specialist, specialist, specialist. And when you fragment the body, you make it unhealthy.
1: I even like, so it's the same and different with my pops, is that because he has Parkinson's, everything is Parkinson's. Aye. You know, because it's just because it can get clumped together under, so he'll go to, I mean, my Aye. dad can whatever have... Whatever he
0: struggled with, yeah. Whatever,
1: that'll be the Parkinson's. Well, what if it Aye. wasn't? What, what if that actually wasn't parkinson's maybe that was something that through the muscle no that's parkinson's if even, you know if he's got flatulence uh, that's parkinson's you know but <laughs> right. it, because that person is looking for that as well, and it's yes. their lens as that very good yeah i yeah. see that
0: and at, at, at a psychological level we have fragmentation so you know like trauma causes the fragmentation of memories you know the time element quite often breaks off hence causing sort of flashbacks or panic attacks and um so fragmentation in that sense um the Peter Levine sense yeah. of, of thinking about it causes all sorts of difficulties psychologically.
1: I think we'll see so much more of that and then the digital world <laughs> you know we've got the digital world which is you know, how do we store, is storage being used inefficiently? Um, Even in terms of how much energy, Billy and I were talking about servers the other day, actually, you know, how much energy servers are are using up. You know, just even just thinking about that, the sort of, the cost element, the commercial element of that is that fragmentation costs us efficiencies. And so, you know, the digital world, we can spiral into a whole host of things with the digital world because we've got this incredible overarching intention of interconnectedness that is driving that well maybe the humans the fragmentation is is being driven throughout it you know because it's it's a trend individualism is a trend it's Sick. uh you know go onto linkedin or if you're one of the people that is and again here's fragmentation because if you're if you're an android user you can't go into clubhouse but if you're an apple user here's back to identity again you can go onto clubhouse so ah you go on to these and you've got these egocentric exchanges that are occurring, which are hilarious and just an incredible, um, incredible case study. But, you know, it, it's just like, but if we go with our team, then it's safer. And it's like, we're less likely to get hurt, but we're causing those, you know, the canals are getting tighter because we're wrapping boundaries around each other, you know, and then we're A- and all the an islands.
0: And it is the mindset. You've just said it there. It's the mindset, Kirsty, because it's, like LinkedIn and, and the, they were all designed to join us up. Yeah, You know, digital was all designed to join us up. Medicine coming under the same branch or under the same study, all designed to join us up. It's the mindset that we're bringing to it mm-hmm. that causes it to, to break down. You know, when I think about um, like this last little while with my heating being off and washed at the sink and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, I realized that it takes energy and resource to hold a house together. Otherwise it will atrophy. It will start to break apart. You've actually got to put resources in and energy in and focus in to any system. So the second law of thermodynamics would say that as time increases, so does entropy and therefore disorder. And, and so naturally systems break down, but it needs an act of will or an act of love or a purpose for the whole system to actually hold it together. And I wonder if it comes back to, this is what we're meant to be doing as human beings, is finding ways of including and holding the system together and feeding it with the resources and life and will and intelligence that holds the system together. And when we just can no longer be bothered or we go to default, we naturally become a force for something breaking apart.
1: Well, that's our thing, right? I mean, that's, you know, fundamentally, our in is it the actual translation of um, into human beings? It's actually human, human beings. It's human twice. Yeah. So actually, you know, we all have these identities of, you know, I'm a vegan. (laughs) I'm like, or or I'm a carnivore, or am I this, or am I that? But actually, chunking it all up and going to that collective thought process, we're human right and that's the you know the ego separates mm-hmm. the ego wants us to be different and move us away from people and you know we can talk about you can talk about shadow and and of which we do um but you know we're our whole notion of being a a functioning human being is how do you How do you accept the shadow? How do you rather than absolutely far better word? um, How do you integrate it? How do you rather than make it wrong and different and um, hidden and shameful? It's like it's you know integrate it.
0: Yeah, you have to talking shadows. I wonder if I wonder if there's a shadow that we see in collectivism that puts us off. You know, so like I wonder if Mm -hmm. that. collectivism's great, being together's great, but but what's the downside of it? You know, what is it? And, you know, is it about part of the reason we don't want to be in EU, part of the reason we um, don't want to be in the United Kingdom as Scotland is is that actually there's something about compliance. There's something about... um, losing maybe individual creativity and, and all that stuff that means we don't want to go there and and there's a i i i get that i get that because i'm guilty of it um you know like i was really conscious that when i started to build cantle the training center mm. i was so conscious of it being my dream mm. and um, and i'm watching a tv show at the moment which has this superhero and um, she's basically kind of sequestered a, a whole town and she's got everybody bending to her will to try and create her ideal family life that she wanted. And it's a disaster, it's brittle, it's like a bad skin graft for people because there's the imposition of her dream on it. And I think, I, I don't think I'm as bad as that, neither do I think I'm a superhero, but I, there's an element of when I have a dream for something, I think I put too much of my own stamp on it. Designed to inspire, designed mm. to enroll, but it has the opposite impact of collectivism. It actually makes people, I think it's the shadow side of it people see, which is, oh, I wonder if that'll fit Jim's dream. I wonder if he'll be okay with that. And, and, and we're, suddenly there's no room for their dream. There's no room for enough space mm. for it and enough room for it building. Out. And I think that's the mistake I made with Cantle, and potentially could have made with Quake which is this idea of uh, there's too much of my ego personality on it too much of my design and I think the designs are really good and quite inspiring but I think what outweighs that, that the inspirational side of it is they're my dreams yeah and other people can't find themselves in it and I think that's why Scotland wants to break away the large parts of it do that's why people wanted to be out of Europe, which is this shadow side of collectivism, which is when do we get a chance to make our own mistakes and make our own contribution to this and actually get some real sense of ownership?
1: We just had like a gazillion things go on there. Because <laughs> even just, I feel like it's really, um, I know we do this audio, but we see each other. Um, and yeah. I'm feeling as we speak this um, Back and forth, back and forth. Fragmentation, collectivism. Fragmentation, collectivism. As we speak, um, and also with that, I'm I'm visualising the spiral of fragmentation, collectivism, fragmentation, yeah. collectivism. Because it is, it is that, isn't it? It's how we transition to working to a collective way of doing things is absolutely through fragmentation. We have ah. to fragment to be apart to come together. Very um, good. And we I think that's I think there's been so much of that, you know, if you could bottle the spiral in the last 12 months of collect, you know, collect collectivism and I, I can't see it. And, and then we're going off and back and off and back. And you can see this, but we need the fragmentation. I suppose it's like. Um, we see it as we transition through, like, if we think about you know, the post-war era, which I'm wondering actually what's going to happen here, but the post-war era was about cohesion collaboration, yeah. people yeah. coming together, but then we've we've been in a space of centralization and fragmentation. So actually could the pandemic allow us to be working in a less fragmented way? Did we need the, you know, because there was there's fragmentation, there's concentrated wealth and there's concentrated poverty. So there's collectivism in the outsides, but not yes. throughout. Yeah. Yeah. And could this offer us the opportunity to to, to actually collaborate to contribute? As you see, just in terms of vaccinations and doing all that, this could offer us such an opportunity for that, you know, and... And even Billy and I have been talking about when we come out of this, it's like that's post-war. It was the Roaring Twenties. People came together and they celebrated. Could Could we celebrate our humanity? Could we celebrate our working togetherness?
0: So what you're suggesting then is that we start to look at the positive aspects of fragmentation as opposed to the tone that we've kind of prepared. That And so what would they be? What would be the positive aspects of fragmentation? What would be the things that would make it worthwhile?
1: But I think it's you've got more well, creativity, innovation, you know, so I suppose it's the flip side of that. You've got, um, you know, thinking about how the IT world will work together is about um, noting identities and working for each other. Yeah. It creates community. So, you know, there are elements of community that you create belonging with regards to it, which you can uh-huh. do on a wider scale as well.
0: Well, because that's, that's what they're talking about coming, isn't it? Guardianship online, yes. where we belong yes. online to a, a location, if you like. And then sub-personalities is another yes. thing, which is, you know, the, the psychological world I'm is quite sure. split about do we do sub-personalities or should we try and create an integrated whole? Yeah. And maybe what we're saying is actually what the p- picture you're painting is a dynamic.
1: I love how you're moving again. I just do yeah. not feel that we're moving so much. It is. It's like I am probably. And we're both about, doing this. I We've know. got a dance
0: <laughs> going like, <"Rab laughs> wave back and you forward, back and forward. Bit.
1: I'm there's, I am talking more about paradox.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm talking a lot more about paradoxes now. I'm talking a lot more about sub personalities. If I think about some of the conversations I've had one-on-one with clients, sub personalities.
0: And right. make it Okay. Because because maybe maybe that point about putting a ring fence or putting a border around is that you have to do that before you can give it away.
1: Yeah,
0: you know you you have to own it before you can give it away. The whole idea. So Stephen Covey tells that story of. Him driving home and it was his daughter's third birthday party. And he was excited to go in and see her running around in some little gingham frock with her little friends and playing in all their games. And what he what he met when he went in the door was his daughter in a corner with all her presents gathered round her, smacking people's hands who were trying to kind of play with them with her, saying, No, it's mine, it's mine. <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> this, so she was just being entirely selfish, and he was like, Oh, this this was not the dream. And um, and so he went and, and he said he felt everybody's judgmental eyes on him in terms of that's your daughter, intervene. So he'd gone up to say to her, listen, your, your games will be much more fun if you play with us. No, they're mine, they're mine. It's like, no, you have to learn how to play with your toys or your games because they're not going to be much fun in your But they're mine, daddy, they're mine. And she was pulling them in. And eventually he basically just uh, disciplined her and he was like do it or you're going to your room and she started to cry and next thing it took her up took her up to her room and um, and he made two points he said one was other people's judgmental eyes were more important to me in that instance than my daughter's feelings he said that was something for me to know but the point the other point he made which I think is germane here he said and can we ever really give anything away until we've had the opportunity to own it and is that maybe where you're coming from with the fragmentation? Is it, can we become a whole if we've never allowed ourselves to be the part? Mm-hmm. And actually there is that bit. I, I, can we become an integrated whole personality if we've never acknowledged the sub-personalities that are in us in the first place? You know, like that the whole thing we did with, you know, how you bring those things together. Do you, you just need to acknowledge those bits. And so I I do wonder if, demanding that people step up into a turquoise meme of integrated global thought is just a smidge too ambitious and that Mm. first and foremost we need to be allowing people if they need to do fragmentation if they need to do back to what's mine that that's actually still a dynamic which is just step one before i start to give it away and before i start to become part of the whole
1: it's acceptance, isn't it? It's acceptance rather, which isn't the same as agreement. No, it's
0: not condoning.
1: So yeah. No, if you can accept that and the even just thinking about the my visual that I have of my sub-personalities, there's, there's cohesion with the sub-personalities. So there's a fragmentation. hmm but with real cohesion between, and and I don't think you can see the cohesion until you get the fragmentation. Yeah. And accept and accept that there is fragmentation. You know, when we talk about paradox, it's accept that there is tension. Because if not, we will fragment the world. We will dualize the world. Whereas accept that there, there's a tension, and how do we hold it? And how do we become comfortable with it? Um, yeah. It feels like we're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, we're kind of jumping around and as as um in cultures and in countries it feels like we're maybe leapfrogging leapfrogging some of the the spiral you know in terms of the levels of consciousness and we're maybe just not ready for that
0: the question becomes is do we have the time Mm. do we have the do we have the time to wait or has time caught up with us as human beings and we're going to have to start to take conscious, mindful responsibility of the level of consciousness we're dealing in, as uncomfortable as it might be, because do um, we have time for the whole world to split up into a Basque region and Catalonia um, and uh, Scotland and England and Wales all separate, for them to come back together again to sort out the environment. Or... Do we have to fast track it? Do we have to push it there?
1: Yeah. Because there's you know, there's a golden thread that is connecting us, you know, self, family, village, nation, world. You know, there's a golden thread through it all. If we can accept that golden thread, then yeah. that can get us to that sort of higher level, that higher intention, and can fast track that.
0: It's hard to hold. The big numbers together. You know, Bert Hellinger talks about groups, say, nine to 16 people, and and maybe villages were also a really nice model, but so many of my friends are leaving the United States because they just see it as a big unwieldy thing that can't have any form of cogent, cohesive identity. It it has to, it's too too big, it's too unwieldy, it's too polarised. And so a number of them just, they're leaving, because they just say it's hard being with CNN and Fox, and it's hard being with right and left wing, and it's hard being with Christian and Muslim, and it's hard being with black and white. It's, it's hard. It's, it's too hard. And it's too unwieldy. And so they're checking out to go and live in older cultures or more monocultures. Um, even
1: those cultures, you know, what have they got? Have they got the community element, you know? So have they taken time to build the community rather than invest in the individual identity? I remember, um, I think it was David Hamilton. I can't remember which book it was, but he talked about um, maybe Kindness Matters. And he talked about a place in America where their heart disease was really, really low. Um, and they went in and they were trying to work out why. They were saying everyone knew everyone's names. You know, so you've got like the family sitting on the verandas and the porch and they're like, you know, so they knew it was Jim, but they knew it was Jim McNeish and they knew who, they knew his family and they knew, you know, they knew everything. And so they saw that there was higher levels of oxytocin. And so that, that cohesion, that community breeds that oxytocin, that connection, the love drug. And so maybe those older cultures have that, you know, that there's a looking out for each other.
0: I think so. Kirsty, when I walked through the Smiddy, Peter and I went up there for a bit of, you know, Smiddy food and walking through it and just the, the oxytocin hit and the dopamine kind of drive when you just go and say, hi, Fraser, hi, Hannah, you know, hi, Tracy, how are you getting on and uh, how's things been? Just using somebody's name in context with a background of relatedness, you felt the health and energy come back into you again, that is that connectivity that human beings need. Yes. Um, and, and and you do wonder about what type of communities are we creating where it does feel, it feels different. And and it's, it's your point again about paradox, you know, you try and create something, like I tried to create something like Quake, but what was I trying to create? I was trying to create a really cool, brilliant community. Mm-hmm de facto, exclusive, absolutely S- separate, distinct. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, you're fragmenting. You, you talk about bringing people together, but it has a boundedness on it and it has an identity. And it's like, there's that fragmentation. I see it in my church and I see it in churches the world over, which is trying to be a really great, cool church and have a brilliant culture. In that moment i'm putting a boundedness around it when in fact the church's kind of raison d'etre is much more about evangelism and the whosoever and how do you bring those and honoring those people who you wouldn't normally honor you know and the the last becoming first and the first becoming last but we start to get someone together and in that moment we start to really love our say church community and as wonderful as that is it can put the kibosh on evangelism mm because actually now I want it to just to to be us. I don't want anybody who disrupts this coming in. I don't want somebody who's too ambitious anymore. I don't want somebody who smells. I don't want somebody who says, I want this that we've got now and I love it. And it's like, it's has, have we as human beings mastered the flow and the ebb of fragmentation collectivism, fragmentation collectivism, noticing the shadow side of each side and noticing the upside of each side. Or, or do we settle on just making one of them wrong?
1: It feels like this year, it's always going to be this year, um, has shone a light on that ebb and flow. It feels like there's really, I've definitely noticed the, the fragmentation, the collectivism that comes through. I mean, if you think about what would happen if Scotland became independent, well, at one point, we were all going to get our own oil barrel or something.
0: But, <laughs> that was you know, right.
1: Do we, do we set a sort of cascade? Does it set a reaction? Do we set this divisional cascade through this sort of national psyche? You can you can even see in some of the, you know, we, we see it through the handling of the situation, the devolved nations and the fear that's coming through from um, some people. Did that, did we activate it? Was there like an activation of independence through Brexit? You know, was yeah. there little things that kind of got for us? And was it about, you know, disliking Westminster? Um, or was there something, you know, sociologically within us that became activated that's like, uh, maybe it's our time. Maybe, you know, maybe we need to. Maybe we like need a, to. A
0: cascade effect.
1: Uh-huh. Aha. Right.
0: So, like, a, a, so know. yeah, where does it stop? We mentioned SNP are at each other's throats at the moment. Does it then become Glasgow and Edinburgh? who's going to be capital. Then so the capital?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> then within.
1: Let's, let's chat about that. Eh? <laughs>
0: let's chat about that. Yeah. There's definitely been campaigns over the year to get the capital moved to Glasgow. Yeah. seen that. Yeah. Does it become about Tuchters and Sassanacs? Yeah. Um. Do we start to break it down with Catholics and Protestants within mm. the country again? Do we look... Yeah, to your point, is there a cascade set in motion when we begin to fragment by making it entirely right that it comes all the way down to towns and villages and families busting apart because we're all demanding our own individual rights and our own kind of needs because we've set something in motion and doing set in motion the energy required that holds things together but recognize it will require us to spend some of our life's energy on holding it together. We used to look at this. We used to look at this in the body shop. We used to... um, You'll heard the large-scale strategic change workshops. Yeah. Yeah, so we used to do these. And and to folks listening, the large-scale strategic change workshops um, were used in New York to help get um, zero tolerance in terms of crime um, established. And New York's crime rate plummeted as a result. And it was basically, they would pull together people from all the religious institutes and all the commercial institutes, and they could have like thousands in a large room. And for three days, there was a conversation, debate, working things through. You'd get people around tables and you'd have a little exercise called bumblebees and butterflies, where a butterfly was basically somebody that would attract people to the table. And uh, because there was a big name who was over there talking about subway fines and, and and he was the, the 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 guru and all of that and there was somebody over here who was talking about central park crime and he was a big guru and, that. and so people were drawn to their tables and people were chipping in and it would go on but what i noticed when we did it in the body shop we did it for the international franchise meeting and you had 51 different languages in the room and um you you would have everybody spread around 51 different countries, sorry, 51 different countries, okay. but probably not far off that with languages. Um, and you'd have the bumblebees and butterflies talking about body shop issues. So the the colorings expert over here, or I'd maybe be doing learning and development and people would come in and contribute and we would write it, share the ideas in the large group, notice where there was disparity and then keep talking. And what happened is it was really hard because as the first day and a half goes on there's more and more and more divergence Mm. of opinion and all the different and you think this cannot come together this cannot you just notice it getting more and more chaotic and then at some point it would hit a threshold and naturally the system would start to come together. People would form bridges between their ideas. People would kind of compromise something out because they realised it wasn't going to help the system. People who haven't expressed themselves no longer had such a strong view on it. And you started to see it coming together. And I think procedurally, it, it was a, a layout of just what we're seeing happening at a geopolitical level.
1: Absolutely. And you've just transported me to Cantal. You know, we do constellations, oh, like I can see the room, you know, so that, that in sort of like two layers, but, you know, you would get into your certain personalities and people, you'd have people about and (laughs) it was just at the start, well, weird and and chaotic, you know, absolute chaos exemplified and Everyone's feeling anxious. Well, I certainly was. I don't know why that's sweeping generalization, but everyone's feeling there's no, I mean, if someone just popped in and they went, what is going on? What did you no do? These people speaking from subpersonalities. Yeah. yeah. There was no coherent story. And then as everyone, as everyone postured into their part, as everyone recognized their own stance, they started to join up. And it, they, everyone started to take their place in the system. But it wasn't until everyone understood the self in terms of this boundary of self. Yes. That the joining up happened.
0: So that's it. That We're talking about a dynamic here. Rather than being scared of fragmentation or scared of collectivism, it's kind of like, this is the dynamic. And, Claire Graves told us that decades ago mm-hmm. that human consciousness moves in this way, and uh, I feel light, but I feel lightheaded when I'm saying it as well. Like I can feel the anxiety of it, and I can feel the lightheadedness of it. And but it does make me start to think. So, what are the missing conversations yeah. now?
1: Well, there's what paradox, it... right? Yeah, yeah. There's paradox. That's a conversation. How can we? How can we allow individuals to belong? You know to to the person and the system how do you um we sometimes we're in a space of identity for significance so how do we belong to a group and not identify ourselves as members of that group
0: how do we allow ourselves to speak our need into existence and at the same time not let our need buckle the system
1: Absolutely. Dialogue that contains the shadow of each side of the fragmentation as we've gone through, <laughs> I feel like we've been through, even in this conversation. But I no. do. Actually. I feel the energy <laughs> of it.
0: And I feel yeah. the health of it. I feel the health of it, Kirsty.
1: That's true. Yeah, me too. No, it's like, yeah, yeah, I get that.
0: You know, it's, it's that, there's there's that. And definitely dialogue that talks about the shadow fragmentation. Collective, yes. There has to be some stuff around more shared objectives that hold us together like we need to eradicate the virus we need to go for it like we can and people say oh it never will be it's a respiratory disease and well we've never been in this situation before with this level of technology at least let our ambition be to drive this thing to zero and and let it be a shared ambition
1: yeah and we you know that's like if you think about it it's it's we it's that Uh. is muhammad ali who there was a poem that he wrote me we Yeah, me, we. That's it. And it is about collectively, yeah. Let's let's have collective hope that we could eradicate it. Uh Let's have Uh equity in that. Let's be of of equitable thought of eradicating something and and helping humanity through that. You know, so and, and how do we then have more shared objectives? Because we've seen the disparity. Um, in fairness so how do we ensure that there's more shared objectives with societal fairness I suppose you think of the UN sustainable goals that's there but are we bought into them are we built into them let's make Aye. a difference
0: and that begs the question so what will be discussed at the G7 in Cornwall oh. how will they do the collectivism and mm-hmm. fragmentation how will they allow it rather than now that Biden who has a stronger federal collectivism mentality than than Donald Trump did, Um, how do they not just rush into some naive goodwill that doesn't acknowledge the need for fragmentation as part of that and for it to allow it to go on? And how do they enrol the public in that dialogue and conversation as we're doing it?
1: It feels like this is (sighs) a... I don't know, this has been embedded in our consciousness. You know, this this requirement for both has been embedded in our consciousness and we just weren't viewing it objectively. Maybe we were oblivious to this requirement and I think that's what's needed in Cornwall, the conversation. And then you're in organisations, how do you reward people? Because it's all well. I mean, I was working with some um, car salesmen earlier, slight competitiveness within, within the within the the team just a little bit um adorable humans adorable humans um but we you know we still want the most competitive people in our organizations right yeah yeah yeah
0: you do and you still want them thinking systemically and you want to reward them for their individual achievements and you want to reward them for giving away the win for a greater team effort (laughs) it's like we're gonna have to think and, and and then turn it in on ourselves like i i was we were updating Peter on a little bit of the history of mm. this company that is coming, my new AA. And um, I was talking to him about how there'd been a growing interest in, would I be prepared to build another training center, but do it in the central belt of Scotland, somewhere beautiful, somewhere like here mm. and um, and make it happen. And I find myself longing for it and creating a magic space and groups of people coming together and eating and exploring thought together. But then I'm having to think, am I creating an exclusive, special environment when what I'm trying to get do is get people to become relevant back in their lives again in terms of their communities and what they're contributing? Is it like, is it too much of a, a conflict to say, come together to a beautiful location for reflection and, and those things so that you'll go back out into your normal lives and integrate and feel part of everybody else? or or whilst we're trying to make you feel as if you're part of an exclusive community who's working on this, like, yikes.
1: Even just that, you know, the ebb and flow of of all of those sentences kind of going in the contribution, but it's exclusive. And, you know, even we're like looking at, we're lucky enough to be looking at sort of moving house and not sure because of the situation we're in, like where that's going to be, what do we do, where do we belong to, what do we want to belong to? Because maybe what we belong to doesn't exist anymore maybe yeah. we work for you know we you know Billy thinking about his company and where that goes and so yeah I think there's you know what do you identify as I think even that you know what do I identify as which therefore how do I then translate that into my locatedness um, ah. and the boundary I think I need
0: yes I guess that's oh. a question if you're listening you know what is your idea of belonging because we say you need that in order to give it away you know you need it in order to transcend it so are you scottish british european church of scotland christian spiritual female professional middle class bisexual human global citizen or one of joke Thompson's bairns it's like how do you identify and single yourself or are you part of a family and how are the powers of cohesion pressing upon you who do you want to be identified as and also who do you want to belong to as that identity how do you do the spiral how do you move between allowing yourself to be a fragmented part which is valuable and whole in all of that as well as part of a collected group, contributing to greater outcomes and more connectivity in the world.
1: Alone, an anthem for humanity. Don't give me solitude for I'll be forced to try as Adam did for Eve to answer, why am I? Please busy me with work if that won't make me sink. Give me philosophy so I don't have to think. I'll try religions too to occupy my mind and atheism if there are gods I cannot find. When these don't satisfy, I'll also heed the call to numb my mind with drugs and sex and alcohol. Create more stuff to buy, I'll shop until I drop. Speed up the human race, I never want to stop. Turn on the Facebook page and then the Twitter feed to fill the emptiness, there's still not what I need. I'll search the latest phone, computer, and TV. With thoughts life's meaningless. Alone, I cannot be. Doug Barr.